Welcome to Best Me Radio. I'm your host, Carl Hammington, and I talk to experts in many areas, including movement, psychology, nutrition, as well as other inspiring people who have done extraordinary things, all in an attempt to provide you with the information, inspiration, and tools that will empower you to step into the best version of yourself. When we think of health and wellness, we think of nutrition, exercise, and perhaps the mind. But have we ignored potentially the most important and influential health factor, light? More and more research is showing that disruption to our circadian rhythms, which is our inbuilt clocks, is catastrophic to our health. Everything from metabolic disorders, weight gain, depression, anxiety, all the way to certain cancers. Now, the biggest influencer on circadian rhythm is light. Our physiology is still ancient and we're wired to run in synchronicity with the sunrise and sunset. However, today life is very different. Now, how do we even begin to navigate the space and bridge the gap? In this episode, I talk with wellness expert and founder of the Kaizen Institute of Health. We talk all things light with many practical tools and tips that you can apply right now. This is really a must listen if you want to optimize your health or performance. You may also want to consider getting some blue blocking glasses. Now, the, um, we have a discount code set up, and you can purchase it through the Kaizen Institute of Health. It gives you $10 off. Use a discount code, best me, one word. Link is attached in the bio. Please enjoy this fun and practical interview. Hi, I'm Dave Leo from the Kaizen Institute of Health. Uh, I'm based over in the Sunshine Coast on the sunny southeast Queensland. Um, I'm a Kiwi though, but um, based in Australia now. And um, myself and my business partner, uh, Angela Daly, we work together pretty much. Our goal is to increase the health potential and uh, help people achieve their health potential. Uh, we work in uh, musculoskeletal health as well as uh, functional health. Um, and we deliver education well, pretty much worldwide these days. Hey, it's such a privilege to have you on the show here, Dave, and uh, thanks again for coming on. I was just wondering if uh, you could please explain to the listeners um, basically what got you into health and fitness and what got you to where you are now. Huge question, I know, but <laughs> maybe the yeah. Cliff Notes version. <laughs> well, you know, some, some kids grow up wanting to be uh, firemen or, or clowns, or, <laughs> but for me, it was, I guess, uh, this is what I've always been born to do. And one of my earliest memories is, you know, when I used to jump into bed with my parents when I was uh, a wee nipper, I used to jump in there and I used to trigger point my dad. Uh, and, you know, I've been feeling tissue and, and working with tissues and bodies, you know, my whole life. And those are some of the earliest memories I have. Wow. I bought my uh, first Joe Ryder vinyl um, <laughs> uh, plates at the age of probably 10 and uh, used to have a used to put all Joe Wider posters, for those of you who can remember back that far, I used to have them all over my garage there and used to lift my weights and I used to have programs for my mates as well. So I guess I became a trainer, um, you know, in my first decade. And, um, you know, it, it's never really stopped from there. I, I did nothing but uh, play sport through school and um, ended up thinking, hey, maybe this is something uh, I could learn more about. So ended up studying uh, physical education down at Otago University in the bottom of New Zealand. Did a, uh, a master's degree there, then then became part of the system as well. So I started lecturing in mm. particularly ex-rehab and physiology um, and then kind of resistance training type stuff as well. So uh, that was, um, um, I guess, 
you know, academic life was looking like it could have been an option. But, um, you know, I've always enjoyed working with people. And um, high-performance sport was something I was always really interested in. Unfortunately, I wasn't good enough to make it myself. But um, I, I worked with a lot of New Zealand's best athletes um, right from the development of the first starting of uh, high-performance sport in New Zealand from equestrian right through to Olympic weightlifting. And, um, you know, then I had a family, decided that wouldn't quite work out. And, um, <laughs> you know, what, one of the things I, I realised, and I guess coming back to what we're talking about today, Carl, is, you know, I, I realised pretty early um, in my career that the, the hands-on and the musculoskeletal and the exercise stuff just isn't enough mm. to make uh, healthy, well, and, uh, and also, you know, high-performance human beings. Um, we need more than that. So, yeah. um, and that, that's one of philosophies of our, our um, the Kaizen Institute of Health is we're a very, uh, uh, you know, that word's been overused, holistic um, mm. program, but we look at the body inside and out to to really uh, deliver that, that health potential. So there's a snapshot. How was that, mate? That was pretty good. <laughs> I was going to say, firstly, uh, your poor dad getting into the trigger points at such a young age. I've, I've, yeah. been, I've been on the other end of your trigger points. And it's, not, uh, <laughs> it's not pleasant. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Miss those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Obviously, a lot. <laughs> um, that's that's really interesting. So, um, secondly, I was going to say you're actually a pretty good athlete, and for anyone who knows Dave, he moves incredibly well. Um, still dealt to me on the mats last time we had a, a, a jujitsu <laughs> role. I'm still yeah. training for my next uh, my next Ooh, bout. Look forward to it. <laughs> um, and he's got a few years on me too. Not that he looks it. Unfortunately for me, <clears throat> so you're doing all right, Dave. Um, and look, part part of that was it too, you know. For you know, I, I am a competitive um, athlete, and I still am. And, and I started wrestling in my 30s and mixed martial arts, which yeah. is kind of not the sort of thing you normally start at in your 30s. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I really needed to to look at at my own health and keep myself together the best way possible. Mm. So you know. I always think you've got to be a living example of what you're preaching. So um, I worked really hard on trying to optimize my own health then seeing how I could apply that to other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I definitely appreciate it about you. So we are here to talk today about uh, circadian rhythms. So um, for the listeners and for myself, could you please explain uh, what a circadian rhythm is? Um, and then we might dive into the relationship with light as well. Yeah, so, so life is rhythm. You know, all plants and every animal, they've got a built-in rhythm. And um, circadian, if you break that word down, circuit is about, and diem is a day. So it's about a day. And it's our biological clock that's kind of within us that um, that is around about 24 hours and with the rotation of the, the Earth there. So, um, and it's in every cell that we have too. So, uh, you know, certainly it's the foundation of, of life is probably what I would say. Mm. Um, and one of the biggest, um, you know, that circadian rhythm applies to um, where we call them circadian activities. So sleeping and waking is the obvious ones, yep. where you'll tend to sleep at night and wake in the day. Uh, you tend to get hungry at the same times. You're alert at certain times. You've got your body temperatures highest, your gut function, your hormone production. Uh, a lot of these functions that, that we um, that we have are circadian function. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, really, it's the, the foundation of, of us as an organism is probably the easiest way to put that. Yeah. So, and, and, and uh, on that note, I, I could imagine um, quite a heavy weighting would be put in, in regards to health on circadian rhythm function. 
Yeah, look, you know, what I say is, you know, you can you can mess around with exercise and ketogenic diets to the cows mm. come home, but <laughs> you're not sleeping. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, this is at the foundation of us as, as living organisms. Yeah. So uh, sleep trumps all. It's yeah. more anabolic than steroids and DHEA. So, uh, and for the legal too. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you're not sleeping, nothing else matters uh, from a health perspective. It is the foundation of us as an organism. Yeah. So, um, in regards to, to light, um, <laughs> I know you've got some interesting uh, things to say about the, the evolution of light, because obviously if we were, you know, cavemen and cavewomen, um, you know, we would have operated entirely off, uh, I guess, solar and lunar uh, light. But uh, throughout our ancestry, we have created artificial means of lighting. For example, fires were probably one of the first uh, first forms of that. Um, mm-hmm. But we have deviated a little bit from uh, that way of living. So I'm guessing the question is, um, how has that evolved? And then what sort of effect has this new way of lighting had on our health? Yeah, we certainly um, have had a massive effect. I'd still say fire is a good source of uh, natural light. It's something that's been around since the start of time as well. Mm, okay. So, um, and, and, you know, you're dead right. The way that we've been set up um, is to is with the, the light and dark. And in terms of that circadian rhythm, the strongest, uh, and there's a, there's a fun term if you want to pull this one out um, at a party, is Zikiva. It's a German term. Um, and it's a time, it means time giver. And it's the, the light is the strongest determinant of our circadian rhythms. Mm. So food and socialization, those other things are kind of important, but light is by far the biggest uh, Z-giver or the time-giver of that whole cycle. Yeah. So um, as you said, we've been set up to, um, you know, we are the fastest, strongest creatures um, that, that have evolved. So it made evolutionary sense for us to stay in our cave and huddle together, um, maybe around a campfire yep. um, at night. Because uh, you try and hunt at night, well, you know, uh, that saber-toothed tiger's got better vision than us at night, so we're going to get ourselves in trouble. So we kind of set up to hunt during the day and sleep during the night. Now, some cultures, that's a little different depending on the heat and where they are, but but, and also the amount of light they have. So there's some countries that have two more, depending on their seasons, have a lot or not enough light. But, um, yeah, we're basically set up um, to achieve that. Now, with with the light bulb and artificial lighting, it's a different game and it's a different planet we live in. So we've added a whole new stress to our ancient system. Yeah. And that, that ancient system, you know, if you look at the, the, in, the inside of the brain, you know, we talk about the primal part of the brain, um, that hypothalamus, that, that, deep, that deep part of the brain right in between our, the, the two spongy parts on the outside, our hemispheres there, yep. that's where this whole circadian rhythm set up in that, um, in that hypothalamus there. So it's at the deep root of us as human beings to, um, to work on those light cycles. Mm. So you mentioned uh, that you know firelight isn't a bad light. So is it as simple as saying there are some good lights and there's some bad lights, or does it come down to the spectrum or the intensity um, or even the timing? What are the biggest sort of yeah, there? all those things? Great question. Yeah. So um, look, you know, natural light uh, is what we call full spectrum light, and it has all the colours of the rainbow: yeah, your reds, oranges, yellows, blues, so and so. Roger, so that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> There's another acronym which my kid brought home the other day. I can't remember what it was, though. <laughs> I, I told them mine. They said mine didn't make sense. So, yeah, it uh, doesn't really. I <laughs> made on that one. So, so all, all those colors there. And, um, and, and that, that's a great thing. That's 
as you said, that's that's natural, and that's how we're designed to, to live here. Now, fire, um, what we're exposed to a lot, and what we're going to, uh, I guess, talk about today is um, the artificial light spectrum, which is different, and it's very high in, in blue light. Mm. Now, that blue light um, is high-frequency light, and we talk about wavelength, and it's 450 to 495 nanometers is the is the how we define blue light and your computer screens your led lighting your phone are extremely high in blue light mm-hmm. and that blue light you only really see in bright sunlight in its natural form yeah. you don't see it in firelights you don't see it in candles you don't see it in moonlight whatsoever mm. so we've we've now able to make it midday any time of day and that's not what we're designed to do. We are designed to function in dark. We're supposed to be in dark when it's sunset, and we're supposed to be in light during daylight. Yeah. So what sort of effect does that have on our uh, endocrine system or our system in general when you do fight yeah. your physiology? Yeah, look, you, you're fighting physiology is never a good thing. And, <laughs> you know, certainly, um, you know, shift work is, um, you know, shift work is, now defined as a cancering, uh, a cancer forming, um, yeah. a cancer, cancerous behaviour by the World Health Organisation. So, mm. um, you know, it ain't good for us. That's yeah. the bottom line. But yeah. um, so, melatonin is probably a, a pretty reasonable place to start with that one. Okay. And melatonin is our sleep hormone. So, um, when we uh, we start producing uh, melatonin uh, as it gets dark. And that production peaks at around kind of 2 or 3 a.m. at night, which is when we're around deepest part of sleep. And then that dries up um, and decreases come to morning time so we can be alert and move. Yeah. So when you're exposed to um, bright light and also blue light, um, and you know that combination together is the perfect storm, you yeah. get a nice bright, um, a nice bright uh, LED light uh, with plenty of blue in it, uh, yeah. which is all LED lights when it comes down to it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's signaling now it's daytime, so your melatonin shuts down. Now, melatonin is a, an important antioxidant, so it stops cells being damaged. So uh, aging um, and free radical damage, which has, you know, been related to cancer and all the other sorts of fun things. Yeah. Um, and also um, mitochondrial function is another big one too. Mm, powerhouse with, of the cell. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, certainly... If you if you want energy, you need your melatonin working well. Yeah. Um, and as soon as you hit that bright light at night, there's a rapid decrease in melatonin. It's um, mm. it's gone. So um, yeah, we we start getting um, all sorts of problems with our our uh, our ability to recover um, yeah. and uh, and sleep, and yeah. that that affects our our function on every level, physical um, and and mental and emotional. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um what are the biggest contributors of blue light? You've mentioned, uh, you know, LED lighting. Um, what are some other contributors that uh, that are common uh, in the household? Yeah, look, tablets. Um, you know, they've shown that, that tablets and uh, phones have, have put out a lot of blue light. They're very skewed in in the blue light range. Mm. So you've got yourself some instant uh, instant daylight when you're looking at those. So yeah, you know, you, you're sitting there, and um, you know, my my kids are now 11 and 14, and um, you know they like phones, so uh, mm. you know certainly we'd have no phones in the room at night for sure. So um, yeah, we want to keep that away from uh, any that that like that bright exposure. Yeah. But you know there's, there's light pollutions everywhere now. Um, mm. 
you know, there, there's there's some neat. But if you want to Google this, it, it's awesome looking at at um, pictures from space uh, yeah. from from the old times to now. Just type in uh, light pollution uh, and look at some images there, and it's incredible the amount of light um, that's actually that base that base light that's out there now. So, you know, you go into the country, you'll go camping, you can't see your hand in front of your face. Mm. Uh, most cities now, especially if you're living around apartments. You can walk around like it's the middle of the day and at night time. So we're not getting that 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 uh, that good exposure to to dark, so we can get our sleep hormones going, mm. get our circadian rhythms going, get our recovery, yeah. so we can operate at our best when we want to. Yeah, if you think about the, you know, uh, I guess the the common desk worker <clears throat> in front of a screen most of the day, um, outside maybe at lunchtime, maybe, um, but when they do go outside, they put their sunglasses on. I'm guessing mm. that could be a contributor as well to you know to really block some of those natural um, sun rays. Yeah, <laughs> yep. and that, that's a really good point there, Carlos. Look, you know we often talk about blocking blue light um, and, and watching that at night, but you know you've got a whole host of people. I mean, Wellington this time of year, hmm. uh, and you know certainly with um, you know, the guys in the UK uh, when it becomes their winter, there's often not a lot of um, sunlight to be had. Yeah, so. You know, an office worker might come into, they might sit in their car, head off when it's dark in the morning. They'll arrive in their office, and an office, we talk about intensity of light, and light's measured in lux is the, mm-hmm. is the, uh, is the technical term. Yep. And um, an office, a brightly lit office, might be something like 300 lux. Okay. Whereas outside on a sunny day, which, which it is here, and even though it's winter, you've probably got around 30 to 50,000 lux outside. Wow. Okay, so you've got your office worker in this in this artificial lit building, which is still high in blue light, but still very low intensity. Mm. They might sit in that office, and by the time they go home, let's say they have to work through lunch while they sit in their cafeteria, and you know, even if they do get outside, as you say, they may have their sunnies on. Yeah, they may go home and then uh, sit and then head head back into their lounge without being exposed to any natural light yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. And then they're getting a smack in the face by their blue light TV and their tablet and phone all night. Yeah. So, you know, those ancient part of your brains are going, what's going on? They have absolutely no idea what's going on in terms of, uh, in terms of light and, and mm. how to, how to, how to operate that body. Yeah. Um, so, Jet lag is the common phenomenon that people know when they really get their circadian rhythm out of out of whack. Yeah, and we've got a term now called social jet lag, which is something we've created by our behaviour and our lifestyles. Mm. So we've managed to uh, screw ourselves up incredibly by uh, exposing ourselves to the wrong light at all sorts of times of day. Wow. Yep, that makes complete sense. Now it's <clears throat> it sounds like once again. Uh, and in terms of the technical side, it all comes down to ratios. It's kind of like that omega-3 to 6 ratio. You know, too much of a good thing isn't a good thing anymore. Um, yeah. It's not like it's as simple as saying this is good and this is bad. It's, it's getting back to those ratios that, that were designed to um, to exist around. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, mm. nature knows best uh, yeah. at the end of the day. We, we try and be smart. We've, we've done it with our food. We've done it, we've yeah. done it with everything. It just doesn't work. You know, our, our body is designed to work a certain way. You go against that, that blueprint, mm. there's a price to be paid. Yeah. You know, some people will be more resilient than others, and someone's going to tell me that they've got a friend who only to, to sleep two hours a day and they function beautifully. Yeah. But, um, you know, <laughs> they're at one end of the, the curve there. Yeah. And um, 
that will not work for most people. Yep. And certainly the, the people that, that we see here um, at the Institute, um, they've, been, they've been pretty broken, uh, a lot of them. Mm. And certainly, uh, you know, this is the foundation for getting health back is to get those rhythms going um, and start to, um, start to get the healing because you heal when you sleep. Yeah. Um, a lot of that repair happens when you sleep and a lot of that growth happens when you sleep. Yeah. You're not sleeping, you're not healing. Um, yeah. And you're, you know, often I say any fool can train hard. You know, a lot, of, a lot of my athletes now are getting really interested in this stuff as well. Yeah. Because any fool can train hard, but you recover and you adapt at night when you're mm. sleeping. So, and this is what initially got me very interested in, in, yeah. in sleeping, thinking how can I keep myself so I can keep uh, training yeah. and doing the fun things I love to do. So you can see the high so, performance um, side there, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Huge. Um, and for me too, uh, I've always thought I slept pretty well. And then I started measuring. Um, I've done a lot of work in sleep measurements as well. And yeah. I have positional sleep apnea. So in other words, mm-hmm. when I lie on my, my back, uh, my airway closes and it, it wakes me up. So mm-hmm. um, I have a, I've been playing around with a lot of – I first started playing around with a lot of airway type stuff. And I've tested almost any device under the sun. So um, – uh, well, under the under the night, I should say, not the sun. <laughs> um, and you know, certainly, um, you know, this is where I, I got really interested in in, in light and circadian rhythm, um, yeah. in in my own sleep. And certainly, you know, the the difference that myself and a lot of the clients we work with in their sleep has just been incredible. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so, which is great. So I guess that leads to the next question, which is quite you've, you've answered partially this as well. So obviously we're not going to go back to you know living like a caveman or cavewoman. Um, how do we navigate that space in the the urban jungle? Yeah, that, that's a cool. You know, we could say, look, you know, no TVs when it gets dark and keep off your computer. But you know, I just don't think that's realistic. And hmm. you know, I'd say, look, there's a number of ways you can approach this, and certainly we take a coaching approach, as I know, know you do as well, Carl. Yep. And what's going to work for you and no, we try a few things, but we also measure them and see what impact that's having yeah. on, on sleep as well. And, um, you know, reducing light is a good start at night. So, you know, turning down, if you've got dimmers on your light, that's really useful. Yeah. Um, and look, um, there's lots of apps you can install, and I have them on all mine, on my laptops, on my phones, on my tablets. Yeah. Um, so you can use F.Lux. Um, there's blue light filters. And look, they have, they are somewhat effective. Unfortunately, with pixels, you know, to make a color, you have to have different pixels. Yeah. So you're always going to get some, some, some white light and full spectrum light coming through there and blue light. Yeah, of course. So, uh, you know, they are moderately effective. Look, getting some bright light during the day as well. So your office worker, hopefully they are getting outside um, and hopefully kind of around that morning and, and, and uh, lunchtime space. You know, the ideal, you know, and, and look, life's not ideal. So yeah. we were kind of, I hate using that word, but yeah. um, if we were living in that ideal world, wherever that might be, <laughs> 30 minutes of, of, of bright sunlight during that a.m. To, to midday would be fantastic, but anything's better than nothing. Yeah. Getting it on your skin, getting it in your eyes yeah. uh, would, would be, uh, without sunglasses, would be ideal. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I've had some um, people play around with. Uh, we use a lot of salt um, crystal lamps at home to okay. light rooms, and you know they very low um, wattage bulbs. And also, since they go through the crystals, um, it filters um, the blue light out. They become an orange now. 
So, um, you know, and that's nice too. I mean, mm. you know, we have aromatherapy um, um, burners too with, uh, well, not burners, uh, 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 atomizers. Um, we don't burn oil. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you. That's the word. <laughs> and so between that and the, the salt yeah. lamps, look, it creates a really nice environment, um, yeah. you know. Yeah. To, um, you know, I, I do watch a little bit of TV. Um, and look, you can get filters to put over your, your TV, but, um, you know, that, that's where um, blue light blocking glasses can come in very handy. Um, yep. I use those whenever the sun comes down. They're part of my yep. routine. Um, yep. I'll put them on to, uh, so I can walk around the house. Um, I can uh, I can look at the TV without, um, yep. you know, you have a million filters and change every bowl in the house. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> well, I guess that, those, that, that tool, you know, those tools, and especially the glasses, they sort of allow you to live a quote-unquote normal life in today's world don't they so you know you, yeah. you know it allows you to socially fit in kind of <laughs> as well too yeah so and look you know i'm not uh you know I've, I've had people come over dinner and i'm I'm wearing my blue lock and glasses and my family you know they're used to my antics but yep. you know people come yep. over and I go relate. i didn't know you wore glasses what's what's that they go, oh no no <laughs> i have to give a little speech on what's going on yeah yep. but um yeah but, uh, well, yeah you know i'm i'm all about optimizing my function and, yeah. and helping people optimize this totally and also fit in yeah live a normal life so it's not socially ostracizing yeah so oh look you know as, as i know you were too i was, a, I was an early adopter of of vibrant five yep. fingers yep. And, uh, you know for me uh, function overrides um fashion totally, um, totally. That, that's you know it, it's always always i always feel i look more fashionable when i'm standing on the podium uh, yep. So yeah, um, that works for me. <laughs> and, and to be honest, it's kind of different. It's a it's a good it's a good talking point a lot of the time. So I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> in the day, I want to feel I want to feel good and I want to operate at the best of my abilities. Yeah. So uh, and and operate to my health potential. Mm. So hey, if that if that starts a conversation, makes me look a little bit off the wall. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, in regards to that, um, when I started looking to the uh, the light spectrums as well, we were building a house here, and uh, I was so insistent on having no LEDs, um, yeah. and especially in the bedrooms. So they changed them for the old fashioned uh, orangey lights. Yeah, yeah. they put out a lot less, uh, a lot less um, blue light. So yeah. that's, that's a really good choice. Yeah, was, uh, they were very resistant though. I must. Say. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. We're happy well, about everyone it. wants to be energy save and. Um, but no, the the, the uh, man, you know, if you look at um, at the the same at the same intensity, an LED bulb will suppress. Um, well, let's say around uh, around eighty percent of your melatonin versus an incandescent bulb, which is around forty percent. Is that right? Wow. Um, so you know, you, you've kind of saved half of your melatonin loss. Oh, I feel like that was a good decision then. <laughs> well played. Um, yeah. You know. Candlelight, you know, you're looking at about two percent. So oh, well. you know, you can yep. you can take Definitely. a forty. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, walking around with candles can be um, difficult, especially if you've got kids. Yep. I wouldn't trust my kids to walk around with candles. No, <laughs> no, it's not really an option yeah. for me either. And look, there will be technology that'll change, and certainly, look, blue light's not a new phenomenon. No. And um, you know, there's blue light hazard was a term in the '60s, which they were saying this is going to be a problem. Yep. And you know. There is the evidence is overwhelming that it damages a retina, mm. so it damages your eyes being being exposed to this. And and you know we're going to look back at what we've done with lighting technology the same way we've looked back at smoking. Yeah, 
uh, we're going to look and we're going to think, what the hell are we thinking? Yeah. You know, we've effectively been killing ourselves yeah. um, with this lighting. And, uh, yeah, you know, OLED lighting, that organic LED lighting, um, at the moment it's really expensive. But, you know, certainly um, in some of your more expensive TVs, your LG, Sunnies and Samsungs, yep. no, LGs and Sunnies and TVs and some phones as well, I think that's led mostly by Samsung and, uh, and what's that, Huawei? Or I'm, okay. I'm hoping I'm okay. saying that word right, but yeah. <laughs> I know they've been leading the charge in, in OLED lighting and, and, you know, there's a lot less um, that blue right? light that comes out of that. Okay. Yeah, but, but it, okay. you know, it is more expensive tech at this stage, but it's coming yeah. down quick. Yeah, that's good to know. Um, so, I mean, yeah, when you do look at the evidence, it's pretty overwhelming. It's obviously destructive, you know, for our health, and that can't really be ignored any further, can it? No, and it's about minimising the damage. Yeah. And, and as you yeah. said, you know, trying to trying to trying to come to some solutions that allow you to function the way you need to to do it. But yeah. um, but just you know, knowing that it's there, and and doing what's doable for you uh, to to minimise the the damage. Yeah. So, so the way you'd treat like a, you know, functional medicine approach would be to, you know, minimize what you're getting too much of. So there'd be the blue light and that would be through yeah. tools like your, you know, your blue light blocking glasses. Um, yeah. could, and then the other side to it would be adding what you're deficient in. So could we somehow add in extra, um, uh, lights that we're deficient in, for example, um, infrared or red light? Yeah, look, um, it's funny, funny you say adding, adding light in, and, and I've had this discussion with some, some people that aren't getting any natural light during the day yeah. um, or have been involved in shift working, and there's a whole range of full light spectrum lamps out there now mm. so that, that, um, you know, that you can put on your desk uh, and you can plug in and shine that in your face. Um, and Philips seems to be the leaders in those. There's a whole range of them out there. So you could add in full spectrum light if you are deficient in that. Um, so that would be one of your, your add-ons. Um, but, um, you know, certainly, um, you know, I'd see your, 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 your red lighting as being almost like a, um, a substitution. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. you'd, you'd, as you said, you'd minimize your blue light and add in some, some red bulbs, uh, some incandescent lights as well yep. Yep. Um, to try and reduce that. Yeah. Would be That makes sense. <clears throat> now, um, so to, to round up and, and to give a bit of a, uh, you know, some take home points for the listeners, if everyone could do uh, one thing right, uh, based on what we've just been talking about, um, and also if they could eliminate one thing they're doing wrong, what would those two biggest hitters be for you? Okay. So around, around sleep, um, look, there's, uh, and it's something we didn't really talk about much today, but certainly routine, routine, routine is the number one thing that we'll look at with people with sleep problems. What is a routine that we can establish to help the body start to get back into that circadian rhythm? Yeah. So start learning what it's supposed to be doing at different times of day. So number one I'd say is, is start with a routine. Yeah. Um, and look, probably the other thing I'd say is just focus on sleep. Yeah. You know, we get what we focus on. Yeah. And, um, you know, your Fitbits and your, 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 your low risk in your phone sleep gadgetry. Now, the, the at best, are pseudoscience. Um, you yeah. know, I'm an anal sleep measurer, and I can tell you those, those things don't measure what they say they're supposed to measure. Yeah. Um, not compared to the get to the to the the stuff we use, but um, there, there's some consistent evidence showing that when you focus on sleep and use your sleep gadgets, you get 30 minutes more sleep. So 
You know, mm. I don't want to discourage people from using those things because even though they may not do what they say they're doing, you, you get what you focus on. So in anything yeah, that helps people good. sleep better and focus on it, I'm all for that. Yeah. So focus on sleep and work on a routine, just okay. like you do with your kids. You know, you okay, there's bedtime. Kids have bedtimes. Adults should have bedtimes too. Yeah. Yeah. That whole winding down process, that whole here's how I'm going to set up my day to get my, my circadian rhythms back on track, that routine is just gold. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, interesting. And, and then in terms of avoiding, um, is there anything in particular that's an absolute no that you would recommend to people? I mean, that's, that's a hard... That's a hard is probably yeah. a good one to, for me just to touch on today. Yeah. And look, um, melatonin is an interesting one uh, because uh, I talked earlier on that melatonin production peaks at around that 2 or 3 a.m., right in the middle of your, your deepest sleep. So when you take melatonin, you normally take that before you go to bed. Yeah. So normally you get a you'll get a melatonin peak well when you go to bed. So yeah. all of a sudden now you've got a melatonin peak at the wrong time. So now you've got a whole different hormonal signal. So by trying to reestablish your melatonin hormonal peaks, you, mm. you just now melatonin. The whole industry is notoriously not monitored either. So the dosages you get and what they say on the on the labels. Uh, a really, I mean, it's crazy that you can take a hormone that has no regulation with it. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, you can't do that with any other hormone. Yeah. So, um, you know, I really would discourage people from mucking around with melatonin. Yeah. Uh, those those simple things that we've talked about today, Carl. Those those are that's yeah. a lifestyle issue. It's not a popping pill issue. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we need to get back to the basics about um, about how to how to use lifestyle to correct the issues that we've created yeah so a no-no with me would be mucking around with melatonin yeah um, out doing due diligence and when you do your due diligence you won't want to muck around with it yeah well that makes sense doesn't it it's um well having melatonin issues is not the problem it's a symptom isn't it so um, otherwise you're just doing another band-aid effect (laughs) and probably causing yourself more damage like you say yeah, and you know, one of the philosophies that we've had at Kaizen Institute of Health is, you know, we deal a lot with hormonal and gut issues, and we refuse mm. to become a supplement pill popping um, yes. company because, you know, that is it's a band aid approach, and, and yeah. lifestyle is what got us in the mess. Let's work it at the cause. Yes, and uh, that's what we're all about, and particularly you know, Angela, who's um, who who leads our our department in, in functional health. Um, you know, that's her, that's her approach in a nutshell, which she does incredibly well. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great little, uh, snippet of info there. I think that's great. Hey, um, Dave, thanks for coming on. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, I know we could dive off on, uh, so many tangents here. Um, but really nice, really succinct. Um, and I hope it's brought a lot of awareness to, to sleep, um, to routine and perhaps, um, the environment, um, for a lot of people because it really is that important. Um, and as you said before, we tend to focus a little bit too much on the other elements that will have less of an impact when we just haven't got our routine and our, our, our rhythms right. So um, thanks again, Dave. Thank you, and um, yeah, sleep well, everyone. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Austin Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.